A quick content note here before we begin this episode of What Am I Rolling? This episode's one-shot, 39 Dark, is a political sci-fi themed game meant for two players. As such, we'll be exploring and touching various political themes which some listeners may find uncomfortable. For context, we recorded this one-shot back in 2020, during the UK's first lockdown, where things weren't great, politically speaking, for us. Not as bad as recent UK political news for sure, but still not great. Other content warnings for this one-shot include politically motivated violence, oppression, death, grief, and police brutality. If you're not in a good headspace and you want to avoid any or all of these topics, please feel free to skip any or all of this one-shot. Thanks again, and stay safe, my friends. Hello and welcome to What Am I Rolling, a twice-monthly RPG one-shot podcast, hosted by me, Fiona. This is part two of our 39 Dark one-shot, so make sure you listen to the first part before continuing on with this episode. To briefly recap, I am playing the saviour, Lane Novak, a new leader of the protest movement 39 Dark, which operates on Mars Colony. Lane has been tasked with bringing about significant political change on Mars itself, especially at the governmental level. My friend David is playing the role of the governor, who is in charge of all the other characters in this actual play. Together, we are trying to tell a meaningful story about Lane Novak's attempt to change Mars Colony for the better. The story takes place as a series of scenes during which Lane learns of impending or ongoing efforts by the colony government to further oppress its citizens. Lane will try to implement plans to achieve an agenda designed by 39 Dark to alleviate the oppression. When Lane's plans work, they will help empower the citizens towards self-government. When they fail, Lane will have to choose between facing the consequences of their failure or feeding the people false hope in the name of a better future. Too much false hope, however, will lead to disillusionment and accusations of treason. If Lane is not careful, they will face arrest, exile, or even execution. Remember, during a progress scene, the saviour will try to generate as many change points as possible in one of the agendas. The saviour chooses a starting action level for the scene, which determines both the number of dice rolled and the type of protest engaged in by Lane and 39 Dark. There are three action levels which can be chosen. Civil protest, which is 2d6, civil disobedience, which is 4d6, and violent uprising, which is 6d6. Each roll represents an attempt by Lane and the members of 39 Dark to implement Lane's plan. The saviour adds up all the dice, the total of which is the number of change points generated by Lane. After rolling, the saviour can choose to risk another roll for additional change points or quit and keep the current total. The saviour may roll as many times as they like. There is a catch, though. On any roll, including the first roll, if one or more dice shows a one, then the entire plan is a potential failure. As 39 Dark breaks up quite nicely into distinct sections, I'll go through each section before each part of the one-shot. One last thing before we begin. Naturally, there are times in this one-shot where the players and myself, mostly myself, get the rules wrong or forget something plot-wise. Whilst we always endeavour to stick to the rules wherever possible, at the end of the day, we all make mistakes, and what matters most is that everyone enjoys themselves. And with all that out of the way, let's get back to 39 Dark. 
uh, your choice. So you can do it either a personal scene or an opposition scene. So we're going to shake things up and go opposition. Oh no. <laughs> the next couple days after your speech are uh, quite good for you. It's quite an easy time and a lot of um, a lot of support starts to build and then oddly enough you actually get a response from the government there's a kind of a powerful sort of excitement around the office you know you everyone thought you'd have results but you'd have them this quickly especially not with an issue that's been bugging you down for months and they actually they come out with a, an extended list of everyone involved in the project. Some of the people who you mentioned by naming your speeches there, although their involvement seems kind of downplayed, um, what you would know to them to have like quite central roles seem to more be kind of outside, almost like contract freelance, not really involved sort of thing. Mm. What they do, however, is they mention quite a few names that coincide with people with personal and political ties to 39 Dark. And one of them being the health inspector who was attached to making sure that the driver of the train that derailed was physically fit and able to do so is listed as being Andrew. God damn it, Andrew. (laughs) You don't know if this is true okay i can imagine just seeing this this news played to me adam's in the office with me and i just go adam i need you to go do something for me is it to put the gin in the coffee yes (laughs) thank you (laughs) (laughs) he stands up comes back five minutes later (laughs) you may go (laughs) so government has released a list of names what is your response many people from 39 dark are tied in in one way or another including your dearly beloved Mm. what's the response progress scene two starting Selecting Agenda, Transparency, Current Point Total, 34 Change Points, Current Token Status, Loyal, 8 Tokens, Treasonous, 1 Token, Hope, 0 Tokens. So the response is definitely a progress scene. Uh, (laughs) Let me mark off that. So, I think... After having a gin in the coffee. Wait, does gin go in coffee? Mars, Martian gin does. Okay, that branded flavour, Martian yeah. gin. Very good. Okay, Martian gin in the coffee. Martian gin. It's more like a, it's like a gin course, like kind of like a cross between a gin and then the cure. So it goes in quite well. Oh, I like that. Yes. Yeah. Very good, very good. Sorry, now I'm getting distracted by thinking of, oh, is it pumpkin spice gin? Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. There we go. Done. That's exactly what it is. Right. Sorry, get that distraction out of the way. I need to focus on this problem. So I think I'd spend half an hour going, shit, 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 um, looking out at the view. Then what I would do, I would write 
a email to all the members of 39 Dark. Basically, recapping what's in the video, not necessarily naming names, um, just obviously saying, like, obviously, this has come out from the government and they have pointed to certain members of our party uh, to having ties with them for now. And, and some of you may be whispering about certain members and certain ties, etc. We are now opening investigation. And this will be ongoing for, until we can resolve this and find out the truth, whether this is a deliberate attack on our reputation as a 39 Dark, as a, as a lobbying movement. And I would say, sort of, at the, sort of in the emails, what I probably want to say, if this is true, if there are members who are tied to this thing, they will be ousted and dealt with publicly. And no one is exempt from that. Okay. This is Lay Novak, and I approve of this message. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you send that email out to your own people? Yeah. Trying to get ahead of the thing? Yeah. Roll it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm only going to go for a civil protest for this one. It's more emailing and hoping. Yeah, it's, 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 it's calm. It's an office email. It's just a chat. <laughs> yeah. You, you've said at one point, guys, I want to open a dialogue. But, you oh know, my it's... god, yes. Oh, I'm one of those people. No, not the hero I thought I'd be. All right. So how many... So... 34, you're on. Oh god, so I just need... I just need... I just need six points and then I can get that point back from treason into loyalty. All right, so rolling two dice. God, that was terrifying. That's a five and a two, so seven total. That's going to take us up to 41. Yes! Okay, so yeah. it's quite interesting. The response comes back quite immediate from 39 from other people, and you find the answer worrying, but also, although it's concerning for you, it's actually quite good. Like a sort of, the, the more political, the more politician inside you is like, oh, although this is worrying, we can use this. Mm. As you realize that although some of the names are kind of accurate, mm. the tie-in is so, so loose that it's complete, almost completely negligible. Mm. The fact that they may as well just be blaming the people that actually work the thing. Mm. And looking over at the statement once again and putting together some of the facts and the information that you have, you see that as the government has been pushing those people that you named sort of further and further to the edges and really trying to downplay their importance, you see that you actually have evidence to prove that this is a deception meant to mislead people. Suddenly there is a hashtag going round the Mars Twitter sphere of hashtag LaneGate. Yes! <laughs> As you come out with this, um, with these facts, and you kind of soothe the people with what's happened, they suddenly start talking about, you know, well, 39 Dark must be making some very good points if the government is doing this in response. Yeah, uh, you now have progress. Progress, significant progress. So that means I can put my one point from treason back into loyalty. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. 
When an agenda reaches 40 or more points, Lane has made significant progress towards an agenda's overall goal. This has two effects. First, the savior may narrate the release of any followers incarcerated as part of a sacrifice in a previous progress scene. And second, the players together create a new agenda for 39 Dark using the same procedure they used at the beginning of play. The maximum number for agendas for any 39 Dark game is five. And we can now pick uh, a new agenda as well because we've made significant progress on the, the first one. Yeah. Uh, also, I think you can keep rolling with this one if you want. I can, but shall we get another agenda up and going so we've got it? Yeah, sure. So you you kind of picked transparency last time. I did. It's your turn. It's my turn. So in terms of agendas, we've got personal expression, information sharing, elections, representation, transparency, privacy, Travel, wages, healthcare, education, migration, work assignment, rationing, policing, sanitation, corporate rights, equality, technology access, worship, out of dome settlements, criminal justice, and housing allocations. I'm going to pick healthcare. Cool. And I would say, uh, from that brief talk we had with Andrew, is that the healthcare on Mars Colony is like a basic line, but it's almost been... Well, it's almost like an afterthought because obviously they had to get here we had to build you know the domes that we live in and and mm. and transport between them and this and the other so it's like oh and we need healthcare because obviously you know people live here and they need to work as a player i think that the healthcare workers again this sounds incredibly political for how, how this game is going that they deal with quite a lot uh, that they're overstretched mm. but there's been constant cuts because the peacemakers, peacemakers, the peacekeepers, sorry, are yeah. funded quite a lot, even though, uh, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know if you saw this in the, in the thing, the peacekeepers, they don't have guns. There's no guns on. Yeah, yeah they use stun batons. Stun batons. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's quite cool, actually. So, so they must be like the finest stun batons, like solid gold at this mm. point. <laughs> also, not to mention any kind of armor they've got. Like, ridiculous. But yes. Nameless equipment, what have you. Oh god, yeah. They look like proper constructs, I'd say. Like, but yes, I think that they're overworked and aren't appreciated or funded. And they just obviously there's a whole thing about well, it's our duty of care. We're here to look after people. They wouldn't necessarily. So I, I would say, and feel free to chip in on this. I'd say that the sort of so the agenda is healthcare, and the yep. call to action is to raise the living wage of every healthcare professional in Mars Colony. Yeah, sounds good to me. Hooray. Whilst that's at forming at the back of my head as I finish this email, um, I would like to roll again. Right. I think based on the response I got back and seeing things trending, I think I would write a blog <laughs> okay. detailing my inner thoughts about this sort of process and going into more detail about how obviously a named associate of mine associate named connection of mine uh is it and i i want to talk about like you know i don't believe this is true and i think this is a deliberate attack on me blah 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 and they should be ashamed so but make it like a proper personal private sort of thing trying to put andrew in a good light myself in an okay light but like the fact it is more of a personal yeah insider piece Direct, yeah. direct from the heart of 39 yeah. Dark. You're not towing the party line here. You're, uh, you're, you're speaking as a person. 
Exactly. Yeah. So, All right. Yeah. I'm going to roll again. I'm going to be honest. I don't know what to do if I have to <laughs> have to raise the uh, the action level on this. Oh, I'm sure that's on me. Oh, good. Great. All right. TD6. Oh, balls. Okay, that's a seven, but one of them is a one. Failure has certain consequences, some of which can be avoided or delayed, and some of which cannot. Whenever the saviour rolls a failure, they must move one token from loyal to treasonous. As Lane moves more tokens into the treasonous circle, the people of Mars Colony will begin to rally for Lane's capture and punishment. If there are ever five tokens in the treasonous circle, the government will immediately take Lane into custody, thus ending their stint as the leader of 39 Dark. The only way to avoid this loss of reputation is to make a sacrifice, or to rely on hope. Anytime the saviour is required to move a token from the loyal circle to the treasonous or hope circles, they may instead sacrifice one of Lane's free followers. In order to sacrifice a follower, the chosen follower must have appeared in at least one scene prior to the sacrifice and is, in some way, related to the current scene. Once chosen, the saviour describes how the follower is lost and crosses off their name on the character worksheet. A sacrifice means different things depending on the current action level. Sacrifice at the civil protest or civil disobedience levels means that one of Lane's followers is jailed, exiled, or held for interrogation for the remainder of the game unless freed as a result of making significant progress towards an agenda. Sacrifice at the violent uprising level means that one of the Lane's followers is killed during the current progress scene. The loss is permanent, and Lane does not receive a replacement follower. Even if a follower is freed later in the game, Lane may not sacrifice that person again, and should still cross their name off the character worksheet. At most, then, the saviour can make three sacrifices over the course of the game. As long as the saviour avoids humiliation or disillusionment, they may turn any failure into an apparent success, by relying on the citizens' desire for hope. Hope is a little white lie told by Lane to their followers and the citizens of Mars Colony. When the saviour chooses to use hope, they ignore all the normal consequences of failure. Instead, they add the change points they would have kept had they not made the roll that included the one to the agenda under the column marked Hope. The saviour then moves one token from Loyal to Hope. Alternatively, they may avoid moving the token by making a sacrifice. The players then narrate how Lane inspires the people into believing that their failed plan is a cause for celebration, despite any setbacks. Mechanically, Hope is no different to actual change. When the total change plus Hope reaches 80 points, the agenda is still considered accomplished, at least publicly, and the saviour still moves one token from treasonous back into loyal. After the saviour uses hope for the first time, the possibility for disillusionment arises. Disillusionment represents a sudden loss of faith within Mars Colony after a failure, and a dramatic backlash against Lane Novak. The more hope tokens the saviour accumulates, the easier it is for them to trigger disillusionment. With a single hope token, Disillusionment occurs whenever the saviour rolls two or more ones. With two tokens, disillusionment occurs when the saviour rolls two ones, or a one and a two. This pattern continues all the way up to six hope tokens, when disillusionment can occur on any of the following rolls. Two ones, a one and a two, a one and a three, a one and a four, a one and a five, and a one and a six. When disillusionment occurs, as with any other failure, the saviour must move one token from loyal to treasonous. Lane then loses all hope points from all agendas. In addition, Lane becomes the scapegoat for the colony government. 
then the savior must move all of their current hope tokens to the treasonous circle. The players narrate disillusionment as an intense failure. They should reference past failings, empty promises, or other notable acts of violence. In other words, disillusionment can cripple 39 Dark and ruin Lane's career. Okay. Fuck my life. <laughs> so, you can call the whole thing a failure. That would mean going back down to 34, which would mean putting back the token. No. <laughs> or you could ignore it, putting back the token. <laughs> um, or I could sacrifice. There's no way to come back from hope, though, is there? If I, I don't think so. So with hope, obviously, I, it's telling a little white lie, and I would move one token from loyal to hope, but then that comes into that whole thing of, like, then ones and twos are bad. Like having that as a role, and one, one and three is bad, and one and four is bad, one and five is bad. And as the more yeah. tokens go up, so I am, I'm going to leave that for now because I feel like, I yeah, like you said, I've gained back that point, so I think that's okay. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to raise the action level. Okay, civil disobedience. So send the token back in. Oh. It was, okay, it, was a, it was a nice so five seconds. Civil disobedience. So how to get this from a blog post. Actually, no, this one's super simple. You're talking about healthcare. Mm. And it's not the healthcare professionals themselves that really get behind this. Oh. But it's the families of those healthcare professionals who you realize must have been through the same thing that you have, you know, been worried about their loves being up for hours and hours and hours, constantly worked, having like six hours at home to sleep and then they have to immediately go back. And it's, it's that group that really gets on this blog post. Oh no. <laughs> and they're not, violent in their protests but when they read about how in your words the um the healthcare is underfunded undermanned and then they see the peacekeepers who are living these lives of luxury mm -hmm. spontaneous mass demonstrations start just happening just outside a few of their um their stations oh, no <laughs> And this, this sudden cry for their money to start going to everywhere else in the colony that needs it. Mm -hmm. um, group that are saying doctors and nurses first. They're just chanting that again and again outside of these stations. Yes, I like that. Okay. Great. And you're going to roll again, aren't you? I am. I feel like I need to relate this to... Yeah. The uh, the transparency issue. Uh, no. So it's like, oh no, <laughs> I've caused more problems elsewhere. So yeah, I'm going to roll one more time because I now can. I think what I'm going to do is, how do I connect the two? Mm. That's the problem. Um, I think, I think seeing this reaction, yeah, seeing the support that Thirty Nine has suddenly got, I, I'm going to go to one of the demonstrations. Myself, I, I, will, I will tell Adam, he's definitely not my head of security, I will tell him to tell the head of security that I'm going there. 
uh, and I will give an impromptu speech about how important this is, and I'm, I'm grateful that this happened, but what we need to do first is they have tacked us on this issue, but I want to promise all of these people that healthcare is right up there on 39 Dark's agenda. Sort of like, now this day is about transparency, but tomorrow is about healthcare. And I want to see if I can get them rallied up to get that support help with this one mm. before possibly doing another progress scene on how the fuck am I going to help with healthcare? <laughs> sure. Okay, go for it. Roll. Okay. okay. For this time. For this time, and I can only... Can only go up from here. I don't want to sacrifice Andrew. He works so hard as it is. It's okay. It's okay. Phew. All right. I had a minor panic then. It's an eight, three, and three. So in total, that is 14 points. 14 points. That takes you up to 62. Ooh. Um, the speech goes really well and you sort of relate it back to transparency and it's you've always been quite good at thinking on your feet and you're relating it back to transparency and you then suddenly have this brilliant idea in the middle of it how to relate how to take this anger that's being directed at the peacekeepers from the side of the these families and how to turn that back to transparency. And the realization hits you, the peacekeepers, you can never really see their faces with the masks that they wear. Oh, yeah. But everyone knows who the doctors and nurses are. And you bring this back to a nurse, this is just another case of the gov this government not being transparent. Yeah. You know who the people trying to save your lives are, yet we never know a thing about those going round with stun batons every single day, encroaching on our rights. And the people love it. Um, the sort of like disparate yelling of healthcare just becomes this, once again, transparency, transparency. transparency. <laughs> over and over again. It's a bit of a laborious thing for them to yell and you're like, oh, well, hey, whatever works for you. I say health, you say care, health. Elf. <laughs> I don't do that. I'm like a 35-year-old woman. I wouldn't do that. But I say either. You say rich. <laughs> we come up with an appropriate cool chant that's very catchy. Yeah. Yes. And the protesters, they all, you know, again, it's not a violent protest. They're still very much keeping it like chill the way it is. But it's you manage to keep it on focus. Yes. Did it? I'm not gonna roll again. No. No. Because I I feel really panicked now. We're all, I know I'm like, what do you say? I was uh, sixty. You're almost half. You're like, yeah, like, yeah. You're six points off being a flat double from what you were, which would then put you twelve points. Well, you're eighteen points off um, solving this issue entirely. Well, that's that's the thing. I just, I just know I'm gonna, it's gonna bite me. I'm gonna have like four ones, and then I'm like, well, this is the end of everything. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop for now. Stop okay. For right. Yep. The protest kind of runs its course, and eventually, you direct everyone. But you tell them, you know, the, the one line that you hang on to is today is transparency, tomorrow is healthcare. Yeah. And you get the people revved up to come back. 
Yeah, and, and as always, I, I end it with, my name is Lane Novak, and I approve of these messages. <laughs> Uh, actually, this time when you say my name is Lane Novak, uh, due to your popularity and how this issue is now getting a thing, the crowd yells back, and I approve this message. Yes! Yes, yes, yes! Great. Yep. Perfect. What could possibly go wrong now, David? <laughs> hey, it's all going absolutely fine. Yep. <laughs> Progress scene to ending. Final results. 62 change points for Transparency Agenda. New agenda created. Healthcare. Current token status. Loyal, eight tokens. Treasonous, one token. Hope, zero tokens. Well, it is your turn. So either a, a personal scene or an uh, opposition scene. You make it back the next day, uh, ready for these um, more protests on healthcare. Mm. You um, you have your you have a clear idea in your mind about how you want these protests to look. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, although you've been to a point now where things are getting a little bit on the inside, nothing has gone too out of control, so nope. it's okay. okay. Uh, Adam is there with his long list of things, and just keep your praise and uh you know you're left alone for a few minutes to just to kind of get yourself ready the few minutes you have left mm -hmm. until um until it's essentially time to go mm -hmm. and then suddenly you can hear adam a sort of panicked knock on your door uh come in yeah adam just kind of pokes his head and he goes um, uh, Miss Novak, um, you you have a you have a visitor. Uh, um, great. Uh, are, are they on the approved list? Um, no, they kind of just dropped by. Can't really turn them away though. Who is it? It's Deputy Chief Tansy. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, mm, 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 mm. Okay. Well, Adam, just uh, tell you what we'll do—the same thing we did before with Steve. Uh, mm -hmm. Go, go, grab us uh, an order. Um, yep. Ask, yeah, okay. ask, ask Tandy what they want, and and if I if I if I do the message, you come get me. Mm -hmm. And and Adam, Adam, yep. this time actually do come. <laughs> right, it, it, you, you didn't send the message last time. I think use your best judgment, Adam. Take this as a teaching moment. Um, you understand. You've you've met Tandy. Uh huh. Mm hmm. They hit me with a stun baton once. That that wasn't I, just well, it wasn't just now, was it? No. Okay. Good. No, no, he's he's been quite polite now. It's honestly a little scarier. Okay. Well, I I will deal with him. And uh, coffees, <laughs> full fat, pastries. Okay. Thank you, Adam. Thank you. Thank you. And he uh, he kind of ducks out, and then a few minutes later, a quite large man about. Six foot three. Oh shit! Quite, quite well built. <laughs> oh no! And, and walks to your desk and doesn't sit, but just stands while you're sat there, Miss Novak, Deputy Chief. How lovely it is to see you again. And you. This is a um, 
a courtesy visit. I expect no less. What can I do for you? I'm aware that you and your demonstrators have planned something today. Mm -hmm. And given what happened last night, I feel that I would be not doing my job of protecting the people of this fine colony if one I not to tell you that I do not advise you continue with this. Continue with what? This illegal demonstration. Oh, Deputy Chief, obviously, you know, what happened yesterday was a I can assure you was not planned in any way, but I feel like it was handled quite well, considering what it could have turned into. The fact that, well, there was these accusations from the government, I'm sure you read the blog post, and people weren't happy with that. Obviously, mm. we just want the truth to be out there. Now, obviously, we don't see eye to eye, and I appreciate that. And I feel like we could work together on this in some capacity. But I assure you, we ha I have no intentions of, well, anything illegal today. Wonderful. And I do thoroughly approve of us working together for the best possible outcome. Indeed. And yes, yesterday was unplanned. Thankfully, nothing got out of control. However, I feel it would be a terrible shame if anything unplanned today did get out of control. After all, with so many people yelling things, what are my own peacekeepers to do if they fear for their lives? Your number one duty, I would assume, as a peacekeeper is to keep the peace. Now, by what means, I would hope it would be at your discretion that your duty is to protect life, just as, as any healthcare worker is. Like, I'm sure you would appreciate the healthcare and the duty to protect others who are vulnerable, right? Of course. Whereas it is the responsibility of those who keep the peace to take certain steps to ensure that is handled. And as he says this, there is a, another knock on your door. As um, oh, no. Adam comes in, doesn't have the coffees or the pastry. Uh, it's very, very sorry to interrupt Miss Lane. Um, and Deputy Chief, she goes, no, no. I think I've made my point. The rest will become abundantly clear very soon. Good day, Miss Novak. As he turns to leave, I will say, I hope... You will be there personally, Chief, uh, Deputy Chief. I think I want you to see what a force for good we will be. He leaves without stopping. Adam just watches him go, shuts the door, and goes, uh, the peacekeepers, they've already moved to the houses of many of the protesters, and they're forcing them to stay inside. Bastards, okay. Um, I, I, yeah, I drop the facade of, like, smiley, and go, oh, fuck, okay. Um, right. Okay. What, what are we going to do? If we don't show up, then it'll look like we don't keep our promises. Well, we can't let that happen, can we, Adam? Obviously, we end the scene there, but in the, in the director's cut, uh, Lane goes, so what's your idea? <laughs> <laughs> can't, we can't let that happen, can we, Adam? 
So what are we gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, man? Progress scene three, starting. Selecting agenda, healthcare. Current point total, zero. Current token status, loyal, eight tokens. Treasonous, one token. Hope, zero tokens. Well then in that case, I'll take that scene and I'm gonna change it to the next progress scene. So the agenda I'm gonna, I'm going to tackle is the healthcare one. Yeah. So we've got a problem. We don't have our protesters. Yeah. <laughs> Thrill. I am therefore. I don't know how well this will work, but I'm not one for giving up. I will go to where the demonstration was going to be held, and I will contact. She's a threat to Scarlet, but it's fine. I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna. I'm going to ask, I'm sure there's more people than just Adam, but I'm going to ask Adam to inform other people to contact Serena at the News Network Court. Okay. And I'm going to ask for them to um, basically put me on loudspeaker and like breaking news, the leader of 39 Dark is making a speech and give the truth about how we were here going to protest peacefully in front of this hospital or for, and talk about raising the living wages of stuff but the fact that the peacekeepers have seen this as a threat and are keeping the majority of people in the houses I will say directly oh, when I do it, I'll do it I don't want the protesters to come out and risk their own lives I am doing that for them by going to the place myself and doing it live there so I'm actually at the demonstration but with nobody else there other than camera crews and possibly Adam oh, Adam's, Adam isn't <laughs> He never leaves your side. Down straight, he doesn't. Yeah. What a cutie. He's um, fanatically loyal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think I'd take Adam. Mm. I would ask Steve to come as well. Yeah, and Steve shows up. Uh, credit to him. The, you're Fuck me. <laughs> not even finished um, telling him the situation before the phone is down and he appears at your office. Wow. That's a six-minute walk, mate. That's pretty yeah, awesome. He, like a robot. Yeah. <laughs> or an android um yeah so what i what i'll do then like my plan is so to have to have the demonstration but i want to be able to i would do like the talk yeah. and then i would ask this is going to end so but i'm going to ask steve to then take over and do the second part of the talk outlining what we know hmm. and really hammering home that message about like giving like case studies or sob stories about like so and so and yeah. so and so but not involving andrew because that's that's too many heartstrings but yeah essentially i do all the big schmoochy stuff give the facts and figures you know splitting sure. the power to steve sure okay sounds good that's the, that's the part uh, so i'm assuming this is just a demonstration so you're gonna be rolling the two yeah yeah well, steady wins the race. it's done me well so far david um yeah. it's only when i have to it's going to get a violent uprising as soon as I roll two ones and go, no, we're out of here. <laughs> I just, oh. Okay. Okay. Two. Oh, nice. That is a 10. A six and a four is a 10. Right. Nice. Good job. Okay. You sort of start in quite a similar way to how you started the, uh, the radio broadcast almost. Mm -hmm. And... You, you're a little bit uncomfortable when Steve starts talking Steve, yeah. because it's Steve, Steve, but then he's just doing the facts and figures and there's no fluff on it. 
mm-hmm. which helps with mm-hmm. the fact that he's about as charming as a can of paint. <laughs> and people start paying attention. And sort of really not that long after you've made the speech, the some of the healthcare professionals who you name hey. are send end up sending kind of like selfie videos from their houses with the fact that the peacekeepers are outside stopping them from going. And it gets a little bit more attention and people start to think, no, because obviously, you know, the vast majority of people can't like confirm everything that's being said, but they see these videos and it starts to work in your favor. Yes, that's exactly, this is going exactly to plan. I'm going to keep rolling. Okay. I am... I feel like the speech sort of element is done in demonstration. So what I'm then going to do, oh, it's such a risk because I, I, I just know the violent uprising is coming. I want to go to one of the hospitals and actually talk to the staff there, if they'll let me, uh, whether or not I'm allowed actually into the hospital wards. That's about, but I, obviously I'll get Adam to contact them quickly to do like a speed run, like a press run, and actually... What I'll do, I'll do that, the smiley, like, haha, but then asking the probing questions about, but, but what is it that you need and what is it that the government mm. can do? And basically, maybe say, like, what is it that you're lacking? And then they'll be like, oh, PPE. And I'm like, that's an interesting point. Where's, where can we get, you know, what, what is the things? And then, like, make promises. Yeah. Um, with saying, like, look, we will look into this and we will be lobbying for the government to use funds to make sure you get what you need because healthcare is our priority if my name is not uh lane novak <laughs> great roll it Ooh. i've always rolled a one on the second dice roll so you know, now you've said it it's gonna happen no because that's not how probability works apparently wait no that's not how it works that's an it's a six and a two that's an eight okay uh, yeah, the interview goes very well. You are seen kind of presenting the healthcare professionals in a way that they've actually not had this much publicity in a long time. And what you imagine is just going to be one interview actually becomes several back to back as they all have things to say. And the fact that, you know, what you begin to see is oh, practically a subculture of all these people in this occupation who have been largely disregarded. And one nurse in particular, he talks to you about the amount of times he's dealt with people with stun button marks and how that is getting funded. And he's seen over many years, he's seen that get more and more. The weapons change, but he has the same stethoscope that he's had the entire time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it really starts to get some traction. Love it. Oh, that's really cool. Right. Still going to keep rolling. Still going to keep it at a lower level, which I know is going to take me fucking ages. But I think what I would do, because it seems like a very, very long day, but I think I'd keep going. I think I'd do my press tour with Hmm. Steve and Adam. And then I want to... I want to end up at the Peacekeeper's headquarters outside and doing my own little mini demonstration. And say hopefully as my sort of closing remark on this sort of press tour to me i want to talk about how i feel 
uh, how I, I'll mention that fact that, well, the deputy chief actually visited me today and warned me not to come here and not to, uh, to illegally demonstrate. But all I'm doing is by free will. And that's what we should have been allowed to do. We were going to be peaceful. And all I've done is talk to people. And all I've done is to spread the message that the people here of Mars Colony, they need to hear from the everyday Martian to the everyday Earth settler. And frankly, this, this does not seem right that this and what we've heard in our, you know, again, re, always recapping, always remembering the details of the stories I've heard. Yeah. I'm a great rememberer of these things. Yeah. And then, yeah, finishing off saying that I'm, oh, I'm going to, I'll go deep. I'm going to be like, I feel what has happened to me today. I feel like I have been possibly harassed in a way, been told to keep quiet because of how powerful our movement is growing and how influential we will be. We will not stop speaking the truth and we will not stop getting the message out there, getting our message for healthcare and transparency and other agendas that are soon, are TBC. And then I will do it. I will do sort of a, my name, my name is Lane Novak. I approve this message and this is 39 Dark. Blackout. Nice. Cool. Roll. So cool. I just don't want to get double ones now because that was really cool. <laughs> Suddenly it becomes a mass riot. <laughs> oh no! Oh, that was close. That's another eight. Okay. Ooh. And now at 26. It's doing all right. Doing all right. You make your way to the headquarters and you give this next sort of speech, this demonstration. And it's the fact that the deputy chief came to visit with a sort of veiled threat that people latch onto the most. Damn straight. And the day seems to be on this sort of a trend of story sharing. And suddenly you get a lot of people absolutely like filling Mars book with all these stories of how the peacekeepers have come in at one point politely warned people off doing things mm-hmm. in a way that was almost scary or considered harassment in a way that made them deeply uncomfortable. And you kind of do note that a lot of public sympathy is turning more towards 39 Dark and against the peacekeepers. Well done. Yeah. As soon as it goes to blackout again, director's cut, you just see Lane go, fuck yeah. <laughs> like sort of high fives Adam. Like goes goes to high five Steve and then thinks but like just sort of like wave the back of the hair. <laughs> I imagine it's Adam's job to tell Lane when the cameras are off and she can do a dance. Uh, do I want to roll again though? <laughs> and 26. Uh, I know I'm on 26. Okay. Are you ready? I I want to escalate to level two, so civil disobedience. Okay. Oh, How is this happening? How is this happening? So in the days that are following, again, that's sort of the news of healthcare, uh, the viral yeah. videos, all that sort of thing are going ahead. I'm going to get going to get Steve on the case, whereby we are going to organise. I want to rally people to start filming peacekeepers whenever they are doing something that they think is is uh, not correct. So in the sense of like, if they see peacekeepers brutally interrogating someone, maybe hitting someone with a baton, regardless 
of what is happening, whether it is a criminal or is just a random bystander who just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time or whatever it is, to encourage the uh, the protesters to start recording and start actually interrogating, say, what are you doing, what are you doing? And actually standing up, almost like um, a community sort of police force in a way, mm. getting in between the, the person on the ground or the person being hit and like being a defensive shield and actually physically disturbing uh, their patrols and act, which I would assume is quite, you know, you shouldn't be yeah, assault, that's, that's you can't assault a, the a, police officer, you know, that sort of thing. But there's not, no assault, but it's a polite disruption. Yeah, it's it's this asking questions and yeah. question and like I think again running sort of uh, publicity about like know your rights. Yeah. What do you say? Ask them this. Ask them this. What are they arresting this person for? Do they have a warrant? Is it X Y Z? And just having all that information out there and an encouraging passive people. resistance. Exactly. And yeah. if, if people get questioned, obviously record it and then request requesting the peacekeepers' names and just constantly asking that and not giving any information for themselves, being a deliberate uh, yeah. block, essentially. Great. And encouraging people to do that. Okay. Four dice. <laughs> okay. I've got this. There's no way this can go wrong. Oh, God. That's two ones. Okay, so total. Got two ones there, a two and a six. So in total, that is uh, ten. ten. When the savior rolls two or more ones on a single roll, the consequences of failure are exacerbated. Lane's plan is not only a complete failure, but also a public humiliation for Lane and 39 Dark. In addition, the savior may never use hope to avoid a humiliation. The players narrate a humiliation like any other failure, but must include details about how Lane is forced to take public responsibility for the failure. 39 Dark should be portrayed as amateurish and incompetent. Even if the saviour rolls multiple ones, they may be able to ignore some or all depending on the action level, and therefore avoid humiliation. The saviour can even upgrade the action level mid-scene to avoid humiliation. And a double one also means humiliation, if I choose to take it. But we know that's not going to happen. I've kind of set myself up for this one. <laughs> uh, you want to say your rolls two or more ones on a single roll. The consequence of failure exacerbated. Oh, it's not only a complete failure, but it's public humiliation. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because uh, I've not used my ones before. I'd like to upgrade to the final level of Violet Uprising, but obviously I need to put two tokens into treason yeah so that's three toes chokes tokens into treason <laughs> you know what happens when you get to five right i i'm very aware um, but i don't worry there's a reason steve's around um and i avoid that humiliation as a result but and i keep the points but it okay. violent, how does this get violent so it was a good plan <laughs> thanks it started off reasonably quite well mm -hmm. and people were doing as he said all in all things seemed to be going okay for the first few hours yeah recordings were coming in you were getting some decent footage stuff you could really use then and now you, when you thought about it afterwards it was an, it was inevitable of course it was going to happen <laughs> during a incident where a particularly violent police keeper was beating someone with a stun baton 
one of the members of the crowd. Similar to how you give them your advice, try to get in the way. And a knowingly completely innocent person was attacked. And from that, the response was immediate. The crowd turned on the peacekeepers. Several parts of the, um, of the colony were just completely lost to fighting. Peacekeepers were pulled out and came back like, more heavily armed with sort of anti-demonstrator, not weapons as such, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And before long, there were riots in several sections of the colony. God, it so was... you're at 36. I am. It was such a nice day yesterday. I did all the talks. So here's the thing. So obviously I've got three tokens into treason already. Five yes. and it's game over. I can now roll six dice. Yeah. Four more points and you'll get over 40, which means you get to take one out. It's true. I can also sacrifice someone. Uh, get a token back. Get a token back. Yeah. Uh, if I do that as well. Obviously at this level they would die, um, which is not fun because I can't get them back at all. I can't use them at all anyway, but... Um, but also, that's six chances to get ones. And knowing my luck, I'm going to get all ones. Um, you know what, David? Fuck it. I'm going to... Roll six. I'm going to roll six. Okay. I don't know how to do that, though. I know I know how to roll six, obviously. Um, I'm just going to say, we've played enough D&D. I'm not an idiot. I don't think I've ever rolled 66. A violent uprising includes armed resistance, terrorism, demolition of iconic colony structures, and any other action with collateral goal of destroying significant property or harming others. I would say, taking this footage, again, we do our own sort of magic on it, you know, blog posts, whatever, whatever, we do all that sort of thing, breaking it down to down, and we deliberately say that we, this is a personal attack on all of Mars Colony citizens. Fuck it, I'll do it. As Lay Novak, I feel that they attacked us. We need to attack what they love. And I think, like you said, the, the peacekeepers have been stop and searching cars and using their authority more. I think it's about time we stopped and searched their cars and encouraged groups of people to, let's say, disable the cars in some way, whether it's um, tipping them over and setting them on fire, encouraging that sort of clashes with police, which harms their vehicles, not necessarily the peacekeepers themselves, but actually hit them where it hurts, a symbol of authority. Um, I will specifically say the vehicles, not the stun batons or the peacekeepers themselves, because I don't want them to be put in danger. But if they wish, if they want to target something, target the vehicles. Great. Okay. Roll sixty-six. This is what it feels like to do divine smite, David. <laughs> Except divine smites are awesome. This is scary. <laughs> all sixes. Oh God. How many? Okay, so. In total, so we've got uh, 13 and then three ones. That's just what we said would happen. <laughs> and that's a humiliation as well. It is. 
Fuck. Can I sacrifice someone, or does the humiliation not happen? Let me have a look. It's been a short-lived career as Lane Novak. <laughs> but good. When the savior rolls a failure, you must move one token from loyal to treasonous. Best way to avoid this loss of reputation is to make sacrifice. Any time the savior is required to move a token, it's treasonous. Mm-hmm. Or hope, you may sacrifice one of Lane's three followers. No, it's sacrifice a follower. The followers who appeared in at least one scene. Yep, that's fine. Uh, sacrifice means different things depending on the action level. A sacrifice at violent uprising level means that one of Lane's followers is killed during the progress scene. Mm-hmm. The loss is permanent. You mm-hmm. do not receive a replacement. Nope. So according to this, I would have to move three uh, ones across, which I don't want to do. I presume a sacrifice, because it's such a big deal, mm-hmm. would prevent be... it yeah. in some way. Yeah. I would like to hope that too. <laughs> sacrifice. But it says if I need to move a token. Okay. It also oh now here's well, a thought. Here's a thought, David. What if I sacrifice two people? Because it says any time the saviour is required to move a token from loyal to treasonous or hope, I can instead sacrifice one of Lane's three followers. So that sounds like to me, any time, it's one token for one person. I think that does sound as red. That's kind of what it sounds like to me. This is going to be such a shitter. Tell Tell me if you think this works. I would like to sacrifice Steve and Emma and then move the last point into hope. Okay. Yeah. I think that works. I think it does. So it's now if you roll a one and a two. Mm-hmm. So what was it, 16 you got, right? Uh, yes. Okay, so that would take it to... What, would, wait, would that take me over the thing? Because then I'd yeah. get a point back. Yeah. Could I then not put a point into hope? Or do you think that's a bit cheeky? I think that's a bit gamey, don't that's you? That's fine. That's totally fine. That, if anything, that helps me out in the long run because then I can take a token back from, uh, from treasonous into, into loyal. <laughs> okay, so. Sweet. You send out this message mm-hmm. that you're only going to attack the cars. It's... Um, Well, very quickly, there was this concern of how are you going to do this? This has to be very carefully managed. Crowds get out of, crowds get really aggressive. And, you know, people kind of give in to baser instincts. And you all decide the kind of main leadership of um, 39 Dark. I mean, some that aren't particularly leadership are going to split up and try and keep things together. Adam is more than happy, volunteers. He's going to go and take care of something. You know, he's going to go and make sure things are all, and, and all of you just one by one, you know, you don't really think about it, you just do it. Mm-hmm. At one point, maybe an hour in, you get a call from one of the, just the regular old Joes, 39 Dark, uh, that tells you you need to come to uh, one of the, one of the disused apartment buildings. 
you get there they've and you see that in this section of the city peacekeepers they've responded to these attacks on the cars as violent attempts to harm them and as such have unleashed a lot of very violent attacks every so often you can see there's a lot of blood there's a lot of carnage and you are led into one of the um, apartment buildings where you find one of the one of the guys from 39 dark meets you in and he just says it's um it's steve we were trying to marie's pregnant and steve put him in the put himself in the way they didn't stop until he wasn't moving he's in there but i i wouldn't go in i go in um it's it's bad um his face is quite swollen quite dark he looks he also looks very pale he's not quite cold yet but oh god it's pretty brutal and as you take a minute and you're kind of thinking out what you what you're gonna say to the people in this disused apartment who are now looking at you for some sort of guidance just as the words kind of form you're cut off by your phone ringing and you see it's uh, andrews calling you you answer and the only thing he says is you need to get here quick I ask where he is. And is, and is he okay? I'm, I'm fine. But um, the hospital, my hospital, you, okay. we don't have time to talk. You need to be here right now. Okay, okay. I'm coming. Um, I, I close the flip phone because it's a definitely a flip phone. Absolutely a flip phone. Because <laughs> we're in the future, but now. Yeah. Um, I will give quick instructions to make sure that um, Steve's next of kin is, is informed and um, make sure that they are they are given full access to any uh, resources or aid or support from 39 Dark's funds. And I say, please, can someone go by his apartment and check on the dog? And... I want a full report on this when I'm back. I will leave Adam in charge and say he can get to me and he, I trust him. We do the traditional uh, 39 dark salute, which is incredible and looks very cinematic in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. What does that look like, Fiona? Well, David, I'm so glad you asked. Um, <laughs> it is definitely, hands are put together uh, in sort of temple position. And it's sort of hand to chest, and it's just a simple bow. Classy, dignified. Yeah. As soon as I'm in whatever transport alone, yeah, I am in full panic mode. Like a little bit of a tear for Steve, but knowing something else, something much worse is waiting for me at the hospital. It 
takes a bit longer than you'd like to get to the hospital with everything that's going on in the streets. And by the time that you make it there, you see Andrew is already waiting for you, which is the first time this has ever happened. You've been a visit many times to the hospital before, but you've always had to catch up to him mid-round. He's never been waiting. Mm-hmm. He, as you come in, he just gives you a hug, but very quickly before he says something, he just takes your hand and is just very quickly leading you somewhere. Okay. I let him. He comes to a closed door, seems to be a patient's room. As you stand outside the door, he looks at you, turns, and just says to you, Lane, there was, there was nothing we could do. She's in there, but she's not there anymore. The body's still alive, but there's nothing we can do. What happened? Details are sketchy. Um, reports are that one of the cars that was being attacked sped away. Emma, she, she was being Emma. She was trying to get someone else to safety herself in the way to push them out when she came down she there's a, there's a skull fracture and not a do you want me to come with you or do you need a minute give me a moment but thank you I'll stay here. Okay. I'll go in. I'll brace myself for a second time in as many hours. Yeah. And go in. The worst, it's worse than mm-hmm. Steve. She doesn't look worse. That's the hardest part, but it's the rhythmic beeping of the heart monitor. And it's when you sort of round the corner and Pull open this curtain and you see the, the bandages around the head and the heart monitor and the tube going in the mouth. But it's just looks like someone in a very deep sleep. And there's also the horribly mechanical whirring of the breathing apparatus or the life-sustaining equipment. But she's just still. I will sit in the designated hospital chair, pull it close and sort of hold her her hand. And not even looking at her, I just start to cry. And the tears well up. It just hits like a like a, a tsunami in a way. This whole sort of like 
flashes of being back at the train station and listening in 39, going to our first rally, getting elected into minor positions, canvassing, and we always did it together. And with her being my twin, I always, you know, we always did stuff together. And this is the first time I feel so alone. And I didn't even get a chance to tell her any of this. I sort of, I didn't even, it didn't even run it by her. And I just cry until Andrew comes and gets me. <laughs> he gives you about 10 minutes. But when you don't come out, he comes and sits by you. Uh, He's able to stay for a bit, but then very soon, more and more, he will um, nurses and doctors come in and ask for his assistance, and eventually, incredibly reluctantly, he does have to go. I tell I tell him to go. You're left with her as long as you want. No one makes any attempt to move you on or do anything with the room. I think I give it an hour or two and then again just looking at the the circles so I've got one into hope so I need to explain how I get rid of that final one and I cameras yeah. news reports um, network chief who'd never been a friend of your group mm-hmm. has clearly sent some people there haven't they Maybe capitalize on this moment, or are they waiting? I would go out into it, you know, go do it, and I'd give a, a brief statement. Um, again, maybe taking a moment in the in, in the uh, the hospital bathrooms to wipe away and like put some makeup on, and then do the whole Novak smile. I'd go out and. I, it's more about, because it's a white lie, so it's more about limiting colossal impact of losing two key members of our party. One, obviously quite a personal connection, and one that's a frenemy technical rival. So I think what I would do is I would highlight the violence caused by the peacekeepers uh, as a rea- as a reaction and them losing their cool over something which they should have been able to contain but this is spiraled out of control landing the blame squarely on them because we have the evidence of that saying that I was visiting some of the hurt members and they are fighting for their lives just now and you know I wish discretion see uh, privacy for the families blah 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 and not reveal the deaths of either just yet. Okay. But did give some significant progress. <laughs> you did, yeah. And although it's a particularly dark day, and a yeah. lot of people lose their lives. Yeah. <laughs> that loss, it never, it never seems like 39 Dark's fault. Once again, it's uh, eventually when the statistics do come out in the next couple of days, the amount of wounds and deaths on the protester side, that's, that's staggering. But, and again, it's one of those twisted good things in that 
you find out no peacekeepers were wounded. Yeah. And when Adam, when you come into this report in the morning and you see Adam has just highlighted the section, there's no sort of note there or no sort of chirpy demeanor with it, just a simple, this is the thing of note. And that works incredibly well. Mm-hmm. There has to be a bit of a reshuffle and unfortunately some of the people who are moved into positions aren't quite prepared for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam ends up being kind of almost groomed for your sister's position, but his instructions are very simple just to now just shadow you. There's yeah. a new assistant that's been brought in. Oh, Adam. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So you're getting traction. And also, um, so yeah, so moved a point from treason into loyalty. So one in hope, two in treason, and six in loyal. Hooray. Yeah. But we also get to make a new agenda because we, we gave do. certificate diagnosis. But I didn't want to bring it, I didn't want to bring it further because I was quite sad. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's our new agenda? What's our new agenda? That is a good question. Well, I picked the last one. True. So is there one that speaks to you at all? Give me the list again. I will, once I find it. There it is. Uh, so we've done transparency and we've done healthcare. We've got personal expression, information sharing, elections, representation, privacy, travel, wages, education, immigration, work assignment, rationing, policing, sanitation, corporate rights, equality, technology access, worship, out-of-dome settlements, criminal justice, and housing allocation. I think, considering everything, it's got to be policing. Mm. Excellent. So that's the that's the agenda. Yeah. Or policing, or are the peacekeepers going too far? So sort of a call to action. So what we've discovered is that, ooh, they are quick to anger. So... Mi- well, yeah, we've already had our call to action. They killed people. Yes. So maybe a complete overhaul of the peacekeeper. Actually. Mm? Go for it. It's two days later, and you come in with the highlighted transcripts, mm-hmm. the uh, the information, the numbers of wounded, the numbers of dead. Which, thankfully, despite the fact that you were close with two of them. Thankfully, the numbers of deceased are very low. Mm-hmm. Only four, five. Yeah. Uh, the wounded is in the dozens. Mm-hmm. But it could have been a lot worse. And when you saw the chaos, you'd assumed it was a lot worse. Mm-hmm. The complete lack of peacekeeper injured, that's the thing which you all decide to focus on. And... There is almost this huge question from a lot of the people of how are the peacekeepers being disciplined for this? Mm. Where's where's the inquest? And it's at that point where the government does something which puts you in a position where you have to act. They seemingly choose to do nothing. Mm. It is not acknowledged. So then I guess the call to action is 
getting those responsible for the the violence and the deaths of our thing and punishing them yeah the government to an extent refuses to hand you those who are responsible okay that would be the call to action then to punish so swiftly punish those responsible yep. for what's happened quote unquote martian justice martian justice i'll put that in martian justice not Martin Justice, as I just put. That would be a great name for a cop. My name is Martin Justice. Justice. <laughs> Martin Justice. Progress scene three, ending. Final result. 52 change points for healthcare agenda. New agenda created. Placing. Final token results. Loyal. Six tokens. Treasonous, two tokens. Hope, one token. So that was a progress scene. A very long progress scene, but so back to you. Opposition okay. or personal? I think all things considered, we now need a personal. Sounds good. So, you have thrown yourself into work in the wake of Emma's death. Not that you're not beat up about Steve, but you know, yeah. Yeah. You've completely thrown yourself into work. And once again, you're making it back to the flat. And you seem to be doing this so much lately. It's late. And you kind of almost catch yourself just for a second. So that thing is, as you look up and you see your window and you see that just the one light is on. And mm -hmm. you, you can't quite describe the emotion that you feel. It's a part of it is that mix of, once again, you're considerably overworked. I don't know, whatever it is to you. Partner, let's just go with that one. That's neutral, is up much later than it should be. Mm -hmm. But then there's the other side of you. And you kind of catch yourself just for a split second as you think it, where you're like, can't he just leave me be? Mm -hmm. But regardless, you go in. <sighs> and he's in the middle of making himself a gin when you walk in. And he turns to you as he sees you in the doorway, turns back and just grabs another glass. Fills that. And as you approach, just holds it out for you. As I get it, I think the only thing, the only addition I'd have to the scene is Rufus the dog is also here. Yeah, Rufus <laughs> is there now. He, um, he has a tendency to, um, he has a tendency to pee on the floors. Uh, but, but, and, you know, the, and you have never been so smug about the, your decision to get hardwood, despite the fact that uh, Andrew wanted carpet. Carpet, yeah. Yeah. 100%. So I sort of go, oh, I say, hello, Rufus, hello. Right. You're up quite late. You're back quite late. Yeah, just tying some things up at the office, but hopefully, fingers crossed, um, it should be done for a few more days. Just, uh, got, you know, got to do these things. You don't have to. I, I want to. 
it's totally fine. And you know how it is. I've got a new assistant in. Uh, so Sam, he's, he's, he's you know, he's, he, he works really hard, but sometimes, you know, I've got to look over the work, got to, got to just check things. And, you know, Adam's really busy now. God, you know what, Adam, Adam's doing really well. Uh, like, he, I thought, you know. Lane, you're doing it again. Sorry. Um, how was your day? How was, how was everything at the hospital? Fine, last of the injured have been discharged now. That's good. That's really, really good. Stop being politician mode. I, I was being genuine. You've not, I've not seen you react <laughs> since you came to the hospital. It's not healthy. I don't want to do this now, Andrew, please. It's been a very long couple of days. I've got a lot on. I, the, the vigils tomorrow for both of them. I just want to get it done. Okay. Okay, what? Okay. No. If that's no, what you need. Don't, then... don't do this. Uh, you know, I get it. I, look, I get it. I get it. This, you know, you're worried about me and stuff, but... I don't know what to tell you without making it worse for both of us. I think about her every single bloody day. I I look in the mirror and I see her. You know, I I don't know what to do without her. She was the only reason I went for that fucking job. And now she's gone and now I can't do anything without doubting myself or worrying about it. I put Steve in danger and I, I'm dealing with that. And to lose, I don't need your pity right now. Why don't we, why don't we leave? We don't, we don't have to be here. The clinic I've been trying to open, finally got a grant, I'll be able to open it somewhere on earth. You know, I can't do that. Not now. We've made so much progress and I can't, I can't let her memory go. Not like this. I just, just need a few more days. Okay. Look, I've, um, I've taken some leave from the hospital. Okay, good. I'm coming with you. I know you're about to tell me that it's too dangerous, but I know you. And without her there, you need someone to just not be acting around. Or even if I just hang around and don't do anything, or just, I don't know, press enter on emails and... I want to come and help. Well, I mean, we are short-staffed. I, I, I just, I can't lose another person. And that's not a risk I'm willing to take. 
And this whole time, like, I'm looking down at my drink and the fucking dog who looks very much like Steve. Somehow. <laughs> Somehow. Same, like, long face. <sighs> Just Steve's boring face looking back at me. At this. Even the way he wags his tail is boring. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> It's just like a steady, slow... <laughs> a little flick. It's like it, he couldn't change the tempo of it if he tried. Like, when I came in, I said, hello, Rufus. I did this sort of thing. It just... There was, like, no change. It wasn't... Ha- the dog was not happy to see me. And that's fucking damning, David, when a dog is not happy to see you. Who knows how <laughs> Rufus feels about anything? <laughs> anyway, Sorry. Back to, back to the main drama of the scene. Yes. Yes. I can't risk losing you. You're welcome to come to the video. I can't stop you with that, but you, you must understand. You, you are so important to me. And I'm sorry I'm not present right now. And I'm sorry I'm just not here. I want to be. I'm trying so hard, but... I need you to promise me that at the first sign of trouble, if if there is trouble, you leave without me. Whether it's the vigil and you come back here, whether it's you, you go and start setting up this practice on Earth, I will come, I will find you. I, I, will, I will do everything in my power to, but I can't risk losing you like how I risked, well, how I lost Emma. If... That's what it takes give you the strength to go through this. Then fine. I'm sorry I'm not good enough for you. You deserve so much better than this. Don't be ridiculous. The fact that you do all of this for nothing and continue to do it when it costs as much as it has. And that comes from a doctor. Fucking hell. Swake of the drink. They're very wise. You are. All that book knowledge pays off. Just don't... Don't lose yourself in it. And I know this is a really selfish thing for me to say, but... Don't lose sight of us in all of this. I promise. You... What you said to me just now is so important, and I, I won't. I promise you. Drink, drink, drink. Drink, drink, drink. <laughs> um, Rufus. <laughs> yeah, Rufus is metronomed, tail wagging, which has been a godsend for sending you to sleep. Oh yeah, definitely. The late nights when I can't sleep. Let's get put Rufus. I pick up Rufus. Doesn't move that much. Put him at the end of the bed. He's one of those dogs where you pick him up and it's like gravity doesn't affect him. He just stays perfectly still. Yeah, like frozen in fear almost. Like, oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> He's a very special dog as Rufus. I, uh, I'm probably thinking between like Bloodhound and one of those um, old man uh, uh, Scotty dogs like with the beard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so fully invested in this dog character we've created. Absolutely. Although <laughs> it's the uh, the backing character of Adam and the dog, like the real hero. They fucking are. They have to deal with this bullshit that Lane comes up with all the time. 
my scene. I'm gonna go for a personal scene as well. And Ooh. we're gonna we're gonna do the vigil. Okay. In the days since the uh the clash with the peacekeepers. We'll call it day. No, I can't we'll just call it Clash of the Peacekeepers. It's, yeah, let's it's not a... start doing days because then we're gonna keep track of days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's day zero or whatever. No. Um since the day of the clash. Since the day of the clash. Since the clash with the peacekeepers, obviously we've been keeping a bit more of a low profile. Like putting out, I think, a follow-up statement saying, you know, from the facts figures, getting from that statement that you were talking about before, we reveal that the passing of two of our more, more prolific members. And that we're holding an open uh, vigil for anyone who wishes to come, whether they are a 39 member or not, to pay their respects, to you know, use this as a time for reflection and as a time to regroup and think. But also, and this is I hate, I hate the fact that I've I've done this to myself, but it also use it as a political sort of standpoint whereby we'd have the uh, the, the vigils, would have the and then I would give a speech on behalf of Stephen's family. And I, I, we're not going to name the family. It's not just his dog. I will say that. We've, we'll have expanded to other connections, but nobody wanted to take the dog. There's um, a sister somewhere. Some, some sister who looks exactly like Steve. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, she'd probably be on stage as well. Oh, that's a good point, actually. I think, yeah, I would have invited Andrew to come, but I would not have him on stage. I, even though I assume people know we are together and partners, like it's, but I don't want him to be a target hmm. for this. And especially because I'm using it as a political platform as well. I don't want him yeah. necessarily to be associated with that. So obviously I have the grieving family of Stephen and then myself as the grieving surviving member of our family, of me and uh, Emma. And have the vigil and whatnot. And then speak on behalf of steve's next of kin and then move on to mine and do a move because oh, i don't have to offer it a great fucking top-notch speech you know the sort of kind david that i make at all funerals whether they are my connection or not um no i i think i, I it'd be a moving thing about how losing someone in your family before their time is awful and should not be experienced by anyone. But losing a twin and being one half of a twin feels like losing a part of yourself, being only half a person now when you know that's not true and, and it really expand upon this void, this emptiness that has clearly been building inside for a while and like keeping it in and using the speech as sort of that cathartic release and then changing it into anger. I, I even like the idea that it's not paper that I'm reading from, it's a fucking teleprompter. And you have the pictures of the two, um, of Steve and Emma up there, like, you know, doing canvassing, doing the stuff they needed to do. Mm. Um, the promotional shots we would have done for 39 Dark. And me just sort of, in sort of, you know, all black attire, talking about this and probably finishing off the speech by saying sort of like, you know, Emma, always wanted 39 Dark to succeed and through me it will I and there'll be a pause as I consider the next video it'll come up on the teleprompter to, to me it'd be like it would be you know pause and contemplation 
big smile, hand gesture. No, it is. Um, it comes up and it would say like end speech with catchphrase, but I go off script and I say, I hold the peacekeepers fully responsible for the deaths of Steve Smith and Emma Novak, in particular, Deputy Chief Tandy. I hold you responsible for this, and I hope you answer whatever punishments come your way. And know this, I will never, ever forgive you for what you have done. And, I mean, no one applauds at the funeral, but it's a good speech. Uh, at one point, you kind of look back at the uh, image of Emma, and you see that Adam, once again, being the MVP, has um, yeah. put an image next to it, uh, the, a photo that you actually didn't know existed, your first time seeing it, of uh, the two of you just kind of really smug, really animatedly talking to each oh. other. And it's so genuinely heartwarming because the smile is completely honest. Yeah. And you go and you you join Andrew who doesn't make like a big show of embracing you or anything, but as you sit down, he just his hand takes yours. Give it a squeeze. Yep. Yeah. And the dog's there too. Damn straight it is. <laughs> Will Lane be able to change Mars Colony for the better? and empower its citizens towards self-government? Or will their efforts ultimately lead to disillusionment and accusations of treason, arrest, or even exile? Find out next time on What Am I Rolling? The What Am I Rolling podcast was created, recorded, and edited by me, Fiona Howard. This episode's players were David T. Cox, and Fiona Howitt. This episode's RPG was 39 Dark, a two-player sci-fi political role-playing game about the political freedoms and standing up for what's right. Written by Tim C. Copan and published by TCK Roleplay. You can buy 39 Dark and download the game resources on the TCK Roleplaying website. That's www.tckroleplay.com. The theme music was 8-Bit March by Twin Musicon of twinmusicon.org, licensed under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. If you want to find out more about the podcast, check out the website. That's www.wairpodcast.com. Fancy getting in touch? Email the podcast at whatamirollingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at wair underscore podcast for the latest news on upcoming episodes. And remember, adventurers need not apply 